All right, today on the show, we have a lot to talk about. Rob is a prophet. Finch is still stepping on jokes. Dan is still drunk. Yeah. Mark is still angry. And we are joined by a special guest. He's one of my favorite people. So we have Rob, so we have Black. But the problem with Rob is Rob is not Rob is not an upset guy. He's very even keeled with his temperament, you know? He's a very smooth character, very cool character. He plays it cool, you know? We need some anger, some black and anger. So I got Mr. Black and Angry himself. He's my former co-host from the Showdown podcast. Being that Rob is the only person on this show who has ever seen me when I was a trash comedian, dot, dot, dot. Ooh, last week. Uh, Vic is the only person on this podcast who has seen me when I was a trash podcaster, dot, dot, dot. Ooh, last week. So... Uh, big show today. We're very excited. We're going to be talking about the riots that happened in Indianapolis over the weekend. We're going to be talking about the mayor of Carmel, Indiana. We're going to be talking about Campaign Zero. And then we have a Mount Rushmore of fictional military characters just for Drunk Dan. Speaking of which, Drunk Dan, who's bringing us the show today? Today's Subjective Comedy Podcast is brought to you by DIY Joker. DIY Jokers is a comedy collective started by comedians Brad Scott, Brent Trehune, and Dave Landau. Pick up official shirts and hoodies at teespring.com slash stores slash DIY Jokers. DIY Jokers, they don't know much, but they know comedy. And also by Creative Zombie Studios, Indianapolis's elite podcast studio that produces subjective comedy along with an amazing lineup of other shows like Shift Drink, Shadow Nation, and the hilarious Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Check them out wherever you get your podcasts. All right, subjective comedy starts right now. Vic, thank you for joining us today. It is so good to see your face again. I have missed you. Uh, you are still part of the podcasting world. You have a show with our co-former co-host, uh, Corey Miller, still, I guess, currently your co-host, called right. The Breakdown. Uh, is is the, Are the rumors true that The Breakdown is basically just a watered-down version of the showdown without Brad Scott, but somehow uh. better? <laughs> Uh, that's completely unfounded and untrue. No, it actually stemmed from the Miller Times, right? You guys... It did. It came from the Miller Times podcast. Uh, it was something we had wanted to do for a while. Uh, just break it down, TV shows, social media, everything that we can come on, come across that we didn't talk about on the show on the showdown. We created a breakdown of talking about it. And uh, any, any, any classic element of the showdown? Is there a bankroller um, bus segment? Is there... <laughs> Is there no, a creepy really? Christopher Lambert? That definitely will never happen. <laughs> Unless you show up, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I will just say uh, uh, things may be in the works behind the scenes. And most of all, no fucking donkeys. You know what? Thank you. Breaking fourth wall. <laughs> Who's, where, where does that sound come from? Do we know? What sound? Am I the only one that hears it? Am I having a stroke? I don't know what sound you're talking about. I keep hearing a. <sighs> oh, does, yeah. Does I, it sound like people talking? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hang on. Do you guys hear it? I don't hear anything. You know what? I'm having a stroke. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, but, I mean, I'm breathing. Uh, barely. Uh, okay. Drunk Dan, by the way. What are you drinking this uh, week, Dan? Uh, well, 
I'm drinking mediocre beer because it, it is a marathon, not a sprint. But when anything comes down that really needs to make me forget that it just happened, uh, my favorite bourbon right now is from Starlight Distillery. It's their signature Indiana straight bourbon. Uh, so they're, uh, they're out of Borden, Indiana. I like to support local breweries and distilleries as much as I can. And it's a hell of a product. And they actually uh, have been making hand sanitizer and giving it away free to first responders. So they're also pretty badass. So you, you're saying like anytime we get into some more of the heavier subject matter, it's where it brings out the bourbon, right? Absolutely. I want to start so by all, talking all about the riots week. this past weekend in Indianapolis. <laughs> well, here and we I, go. I want to give ourselves... God damn it, Rob! <laughs> this is intentional! So, Vic, you weren't here last week. I started talking about Minneapolis uh, and the race stuff, and all of a sudden, Rob's screen goes dark. And I'm just like, oh shit! I pissed off the one black guy we had on the show. That's why I had to bring you on this week, Vic. I'm gonna say, okay, that's case. why I'm, I'm the backup black guy in case he goes away. You saw someone to It was the scariest four minutes of my entire life, Vic. I'm not we could probably call you the blackup. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, I found the. I found. I found him. You found. The, the new Corey. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes by Fitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still killing time waiting for Rob to keep me here. Cause, like, I like when Rob kind of gives me a subtle nod. There he's Rob! <laughs> you, you couldn't have done that during the what are you drinking dance segment? You chose right when I was like, right. Oh, he went and got his bottle. <laughs> God damn it. Well played. Okay, so. Uh, I do want to talk about that though. I I feel this this is probably a poor taste, but I feel like we should kind of give ourselves a pat on the back. We called it. Um, we were, you know, uh, Babe Ruth, who may actually have been black, that has been disputed, uh, who pointed to the uh, Salesforce building and said, "We're we're calling it. It's gonna burn." Actually, our uh, our own Rob literally said on the show Thursday. I can easily see this happening and coming to Indianapolis within 48 hours. It was here on our doorstep. Uh, so let's start with uh, Rob. What were your thoughts when you saw your, you know, your prophecy come to fruition? Well, let me say that I am also like Dan. I like um, local support or local distilleries. Um, this is B Street Blues Bourbon. So I had to join Dan. I don't need him to be drinking by himself. I don't want him to be an alcoholic. That's very kind. Well, I'm here with you. I'm here for you. Um, <laughs> I mean, I had been out with the protest with Deshaun Reed. Um, and it's not, I mean, like any place you want. Not, like, I, I travel for work a lot and I work in this field. And you can see it. People are just tired just absolutely tired we're tired of seeing it it's, it was you're tired of looking at the news and it's one thing to hear that there are people that look like you who are being killed it's another thing to see people that look like you being hunted down and killed like like we're for sport you know so it was it's just it was just too much and at some point in time it was going to happen it was going to happen here um luckily i think here in indianapolis um, I can't say it was contained because I was like the target in Glendale was um, was targeted. Um, it was like they I went there just randomly and people had 
broke out the windows there, so it just wasn't downtown. Uh, the Target um, on East Washington as well, uh, oh, attached wow. to Washington Square Mall, and they made their way over to the Walmart, but there were officers in the parking lot at Walmart, and so that they feels just like left. it should be flipped. But you got to protect yeah. Walmart. <laughs> you have to protect Walmart and Starbucks. I know this is star. The Starbucks <laughs> on the oh circle my God, was I not. Oh my God! I saw the exact How would you same even thing? know if Walmart got hit? <laughs> Depends on which Walmart you're at. Because I was at the That's Carmel true. one today, and you would know. Um, it was be- Car- Carmel Walmart is everywhere else's Target. <laughs> yeah, Vic, you, are you still in White Ass Delaware? I am still in White Ass Dover, Delaware, man. Um, did you guys get hit with any uh, unrest or anything? This is the most milk toast uh, city in the state of Delaware. There was a little bit of an uprising in Newark, a little bit in Wilmington, but Dover hasn't seen anything. It's been pretty, pretty uh, chill and pretty safe here. So hasn't been a lot going on. So I feel like it's kind of your I feel like it's your kind of responsibility. Vic, you're probably the only black guy there. You should be the one doing all the rioting and looting on behalf. Um, so were there protests? Why are we raising money for your, to bail you out right now? That's my question. <laughs> Brad won't be pitching in. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, Brad would Brad. If, he, if he wasn't. If he had broke. any money. Exactly. If I had a furniture from Brad. But no, it's, um. I mean, there's there's been like, you know, just um, civil, civilized protests. Not like civil unrest, but civilized protests. And what were um, your thoughts when you saw your former city, Indianapolis? Did you see any of the, of the footage of what was happening? Yeah, I, I saw plenty of it, especially my daughters are still there. So and I was literally just there, what, a week ago before everything kicked out, before everything went crazy. I was just there. Um, but, yeah, to, to see it, you know, pop off there, like my first the first thought is, you know, make sure my girls are OK, because both of them are still there. Where are they um, at? So that I was, don't mean uh, like give their address. I just mean like, are they in the city? Are they? Um, well, one of them is is just outside of the city in Greenwood. The other one is in Avon. But they they travel those those areas. I mean, they have friends downtown. They have friends around. Um, so it is it is one of those concerns that like if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. But I feel like I've taught them not to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So when they saw that going on, they're just like, you know what? No. <laughs> so uh, they're they're older, and I didn't want to bring up the the question of oh, how old your daughters? Because that's yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my girls, my girls are are out and and on their own, and yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> twenty three, twenty four. So that's not an issue. Um, no, yeah, mine, mine are locked up in the house. I think they've they've maybe left left the house twice and since March, but they're all yeah. underage. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a scary situation, and just I've, I've been watching some of the things I, I just saw today. Um, actually, hit the the main page of Reddit that uh, Downtown Comics, a, an old haunt of mine, obviously uh, had boarded up their location and then invited people down to to do art on the walls and things like that, rather than having them. Uh, vandalize it they got some people together and actually had something positive come out of it then hopefully you know, we'll start to see more of that as some of this starts to calm down but it's going to be an issue for a while uh, I was actually uh, wait, first actually let's figure out let's kind of put everybody uh, let's place everybody during this so it really there was a little bit of I believe unrest and, and stuff going on Friday but really Saturday was the night where it, it kind of, you know, spiraled. Well, I would say, for lack of a better word, climaxed and, and hit its peak. Uh, Rob, where were you at uh, around, I think it was around 7, 7.30 Saturday night when the, you know, when the, when the 
writings uh, first took place. What are you, a narc? <laughs> were you in the vicinity of were you around Whole Foods carrying water bottles he wants no. to know if you can find a white person to verify your local no, the worst part well, is plenty of them at Whole Foods. the worst part is is when we get around to where I was so we'll just save that nugget uh, so remember Rob asking me if I'm a narc um, were you, uh, okay, well, uh, Rob is a very private guy, uh, Vic. So we asked him last week his social media, and he just said nope. <laughs> <laughs> he said nowhere. Oh, thank you. So it was a very, very important uh, yeah. distinction to make there. Uh, I thought nope was comedically funnier to the ear. Uh, Fitch, you know what, Fitch? Where were you uh, at said time of the rioting? Uh, sitting right where you see me now in White Ass Dover, Delaware. Okay, thank you. I'm going to ask Finch because that's who I did ask. Finch, where were you? Well, it's as Vic and Finch sounds similar. And, and I do. I, I wouldn't do mind have, being a White Ass Delaware. That, by the way, they have a Boscovs. <laughs> Let me know. Finch, where were you doing the rioting? Oh, oh, I was sitting here in my house in a suburb of Indianapolis, uh, not outside working. of the city. Does it have a job? Not working and watching you, watching that, somebody's that, live stream. God fucking damn it, Fitch. You, you saved it at the last second. But, uh, okay. So close. Uh, drunk Dan, I imagine you were blacked out. Don't remember where you were. Uh, I was at home. Some stuff went down in Kokomo that day. Uh, corrections officer who has since been fired and arrested uh, rammed some people crossing through a crosswalk with her truck. So I was I was definitely drinking to try to pretend all that shit wasn't happening because the world is uh, on goddamn fire. Let's open the next beer. And an awkward transition into where I was. Oh, no, first, Mark, where were you? Uh, I was in the basement studio. Uh, uh, we call it Basements Unknown. Basements Unknown, uh, monitoring everything on my command center. Okay, <laughs> and now to pay off that comedic gym that Rob so brilliantly lobbed up by... <laughs> Uh, asking me if I was a narc. I was literally right in the middle of everything downtown, live streaming everything that was happening. I wanted, so here's the thing. Um, I actually was, I, I forgot that there was all the, the protesting going on. Friday I stayed in, didn't even drive uh, Uber. And Saturday I was driving Uber and I literally had a pickup of an older, like, white guy, just to give you an idea, if you're from the Indianapolis area, he was lived in Zionsville. It was that kind of guy. Oh. And him and his wife were drunk. So he was white, white. Yeah, got in my car with, like, a <laughs> cup with Captain Morgan and something else in it, probably a fruit juice of some sort. And he, I pick him up and he goes, yeah, we want to get the hell out of here before the riots start. <laughs> so I take him up to Zionsville, and then I thought, oh, I was like, oh, yeah, there's the protesting's going on. I'm going to go down and, and, you know, and try to be a part of it. So I went, I found uh, our friend Lucas Waterfield, who we will talk about uh, shortly. He's a quadriplegic comedian, very, very funny. Uh, he was alongside uh, Zane Zadie, who's one of my favorite comedians. Um, and they were protesting, and Lucas was pointing out narcs. Uh, <laughs> and, and God damn it, and I walked right up to him. Uh, but... <laughs> I, I, I got there and they were right at the uh, was it the the Capitol yeah. building and it was very peaceful. It was just people you know getting on loudspeakers, making speeches, to, you know decrying police brutality, 
And then the march started. Everybody was marching through the streets. Again, very peaceful. Um, everybody was calm. There was, I, I'd say, a handful of people every now and then where you were just like, oh, they're just waiting for some shit to go down. Um, they're not here for the same reason as everybody else. Uh, there was a few people with guns uh, that I thought that I thought that was a little weird. And it was very cool when you're walking through the streets to see even... You when know, you say people, guns, are you talking like handguns or like hip. long rifles? Hip. And a couple with assault rifles. Okay. Um, and it was very cool, though, to see like as like white people were having brunch in uh, Fountain Square, <laughs> uh, holding up a fist, you know, and applauding. There's actually applauding. I thought we were all, uh, you know, frontline uh, essential workers for a minute. Getting off your shift. Getting off our shift. <laughs> yeah. But little did you know. Yeah, we got to the Whole Foods, which was a strange place for the police to decide. I, I want to start with the optics of all this, because we get to the Whole Foods and there's a barricade and there's officers behind the barricade in full riot gear. And Rob, I want to I want to ask I want to ask you about an analogy. I want to ask you what your thoughts on this are, because they're in full riot gear before. A single thing has been thrown. A single thing has been broken. So if I called you up, you know what? Let's flip this around because it won't be believable the way I was going to do it. If you called me up and told me you were furious with me about something and you were going to... Uh, no, actually, if I flip it around, it's almost too close to the actual <laughs> scenario. Let's flip it back around. I'm this mad is a at great you. story. I am mad at you, Rob. I am furious about something you've done, and I tell you, I'm coming to your house Saturday to yell at you about it. I'm just extremely, uh, you know, furious. And so I show up to your house Saturday, okay? I walk up to your porch, and I'm screaming at you. I'm letting you know how I feel. And you're sitting on the porch, dressed as you are now. You have a T-shirt on. I imagine no pants. Oh, no, your kid's there, so you probably have pants on. And uh, you you hear me screaming, and you say, oh, oh, my God. Like, wow, I didn't realize you were this upset. Uh, you know, well, slow down. Let's, let's talk about this. I feel like there's a way more likely of a chance I'm, that's going to calm me down, at least a little bit. Now, let's say I walk up to your porch screaming at you, but you're sitting there in a fucking full uh, suit of armor suit of armor, holding a machine gun. <laughs> Not it's historically like, accurate. But, but, <laughs> thank you, Finch. Yet again, a very, very important distinction to make. But I'm just like, oh, this guy's ready to fight. It's going to rile me up. Do you think that that played some part? Like, Do you think the officers coming out looking like they're ready for battle before anyone has even declared war at that time did that start the fuel or add any fuel to it man friday night on, on in the circle when it was a really really peaceful protest and there was a line of white people who like decided that they were going to be a barricade between black protesters and the cops and i came up behind the cops and I was looking at them. I was like, let me get over here with the protesters. And when I looked at the cops, you didn't even need the riot gear. The cops were standing there with their arms crossed and heads cocked like, I'm ready to knock your fucking blocks off. You didn't even need the riot gear. I mean, their attitude Friday night was screaming, we want the fight. We, we want this fight. And the protesters could tell. You know, so, um, yeah. I mean, I think the next night you could tell that 
you know, protesters and cops alike were like, okay, it's probably going down tonight. I do have to say, I can't say for a fact how many of the there were some protesters out there that I saw who were really, really, who were ready for the, they were ready for the fight. I can't say how many people came in from outside of Indianapolis, but it was a volatile mix and the police officers have to be, put themselves in a situation like how can we defuse the situation as opposed to how can we set off the situation? So do you think that attitude or the, the, the look of the cops, especially Friday night, um, the, the arms crossed looking like they're going to knock somebody's block off. Was that, do you think, a I want to fight? Was it a intimidation factor saying don't mess up? Because you know how if you look at your kids the right way, they sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Or was it fear on it their was part? Made, right. Do, do you think they were just trying to say, hey, we'll win if you try to fight, so don't fight? I mean, I mean well, could it also have been fear on the officer's part? Oh, yeah. yeah. You mask your fear with, with, with the getting yeah. big. Yeah, I mean it's 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 an attitude. Like I said on the last on the last podcast, my my, my brother um want, he wanted to leave the training division of the police department. And one of the reasons why he wanted to train leave the training division was because he wanted to fix the attitude of police officers when you're in the street. Because this thing is, and something we talked about in working with different police officers in different situations, there are a lot of guys who become cops because. Like they just don't have that badge and that gun gives them a lot of authority. It gives them a lot of authority. And that badge and that gun also comes with a ton of responsibility along with that authority. You know, so it is about training police officers on how do you speak to people because everybody talks about going towards community policing and you know what community policing is? Community policing is actually just getting out of your car in neighborhoods and getting to know people. So when something goes on, they feel like they can trust you to talk to you. You know, but if you have community you know if they if they don't learn how to communicate with the community they'll never be able to police the community and because that never happens you look at situations like uh say um black expo um i worked in the in the circle center mall for 15 years you know i go out to leave and there's cops on the top floor of the parking garage and they're camped out between their cars they've got coolers they've got um you know lounge chairs pool chairs and then they've got sniper rifles on the edge of the on the edge of the wall and that's not how you do that like they're sitting on one corner just yelling at people rather than speaking to people hey you guys having a good time anything like that that doesn't happen and when that doesn't happen you end up with a you know with a community that doesn't trust the police you know, and then when things like this happen, they don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Then the police get defensive. And when they get defensive, that's when you get that, you know, fucking don't start nothing with me. So, uh, I I want to I, we, we, I want to break again real quick because I have actually found the source. Yeah. Mark and I both found it at the exact same time. And it, it was like it wasn't the source that gave it to us. It was like a, something else that led us to the source. Dan has the most sensitive mic I've ever heard in my entire life. I think it's him breathing because when he took a drink of beer, we could hear it went away. We could hear no, we could hear it literally traveling through his body. We could hear the cell, the blood cells working inside. Dan, your mic is so sensitive. Uh, do you have like a little mute button? He can I'm doing this from my phone, down. man. Can you turn the sensitivity down in the actual Discord. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, because we hear every breath. Like we're we're the police. We hear every breath you take. <laughs> might might not be the best. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, I don't, right I don't think I want to be the police right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've broken Rob. Um, but real quick to get back to what you were talking about with Black Expo, uh, the perfect juxtaposition of that is you and I both go to Gen Con every year, and Absolutely. and it's a huge event. People all over the world. No, I, I've never seen anything crazy happen at Gen Con, but also the officers are standing right there on Georgia, like stopping traffic, having conversations with people, making sure everyone's OK. And there's a huge police presence downtown during that because of all of the people and they shut off all of Georgia for the um, food trucks and all that. But they're out there t- like 20 hours a day just having conversations with people. Because they don't assume that that kid in the Naruto uh, cosplay <laughs> is going to pop off and start throwing huge shurikens at them. But little do they know, he's going to hit those heavy chakras. He's going to hit, hit it and then but, take off running. <laughs> yeah, but for whatever reason, you know, I walk out of there in my full uniform, mind you, and the first thing they ask me is where I'm going. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's 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 just perceived. It's a lot of perceived racism. Um, that even when it's when it's not necessarily um, coming from a negative place, you can't not take that negatively. So we can't we, like you said, if your brother's trying to, to, to lead the train, that's really where it comes down to. These guys aren't being trained on how to communicate or to deal with, you know, ethnic population, ethnic, ethnic communities. They're basing their policing on, you know, they get that badge, they get that uniform and it gives them that fake sense of power that you can't that they, they really shouldn't have right off the bat. And then they have to go into training to learn not to be that way. And that's backwards. Dan, was that your computer? No. Oh, it was man. My phone. I was, oh, OK. I was I was hoping it was not every noise is my fault. No, I know. No, but Dan, no, I love Dan so much because after we talked about the noise, when you guys got to get into another deep discussion, I just see Dan trying to fuck with his phone. And so his camera is just flipping. So it's just spinning around and around. It is the best. We have to make this a simulcast from here on out because people have to see Dan. He's the, he's, he's, it, but the one problem is it's making me laugh during very serious subject you, matter. You wanted me drunk, and I, you got it. No. I, I never <laughs> want you sober. Um, so I'm going to go through some of the stuff that I saw while, uh, while I was narking. Um, so it's it all started, Mark. I'm actually going to let you take this because you were battling with some people in my comments. I sure was. About this. Where did, where did the <clears throat> shit hit the fan? So um, when when the protests met up with the officers outside of whole foods, um, again, bad place to <laughs> draw your line is white police going, no, you guys are not coming to whole foods, not whole foods. So I think this just kind of proves the point that it was white people looting. <laughs> so there was, that's good. Finch. There was, um, a, a good four or five minutes where they were just like, Hey, back up. And the protesters were like, yeah, we're not going to. We're going to keep going this way. Thanks. And then, like, um, you heard a couple people start yelling, hey, stop. Like, don't do that. And then you see a water bottle come flying in and it gets remotely close to an officer. It doesn't even hit them. And then just all hell breaks loose. Tear gas and pepper balls into the crowd. And in that from from like point blank, Um, four second, you know, delay from the water, water bottle. bottle you hear somebody go don't fucking throw right me. that's what like, they're waiting the on protesters were policing themselves at that point and even when they when they got up to the barricade they weren't even actually trying to go forward 
they were trying to make the point by go putting the hands up, right. don't shoot, hands up, don't shoot. And yeah, literally the next scene, it's just chaos. And so the first one I want to talk about, I noticed on, because uh, I rewatched the live stream for this podcast, um, is they the protesters dispersed very quickly. I mean, that, that, that scene was cleared almost instantaneously. And the officers who said their initial you know, goal was to push clear them that back. area. Right. Proceeded to then follow a small group the direction they had gone, firing pepper rounds uh, at them and firing more tear gas at them. They were it was like they were stalking them, who they had gone clear down the road, and I don't know, it, it felt weird, right? Yeah. So um, what I was noticing was it looked like they were trying to push them back into like the circle basically is where where it looked like from from the live stream when they were like because they kept like changing which way they were going through the streets to try and push them into like a, a funnel basically um back into the circle um and then all of a sudden like you couldn't get on the circle so it was it was like they were pushing them into another blockade um but i like to to call saturday night the uh, battle of aquafina because it all started from a water bottle. Um, that was my... <clears throat> well, I thought Rob had a great point. The police almost have to be the parent where they have to be the... They have to have more self-control than the protesters who are just civilians. Like, the police have to be able to not at the at the drop of an Aquafina just start firing off. They have to... They... Go ahead, Vic. It's, it's measured response. Someone throws a water bottle. You don't launch a tear gas canister at it. Not a tear gas canister. 45 minutes of tear gas canisters. Oh, yeah, obviously. You're not going to launch one, but you're going to do it for most of an hour. (laughs) I don't want to say that cops cops have a tough job. They have a tough-ass job. And you have to go in on a night like that. Exactly. You signed up for it, and you have to go in on a night like that saying, you know what? I'm going to take a lot of stuff tonight. I'm going to take a whole Wait, when lot. When I enlisted, I wasn't walking around like, I just don't understand why these Iraqis don't like me. Why are they throwing rocks at our gunner's turret? It just doesn't make any sense. He what gets really pro- steamed when I point a rifle at him, and I just don't understand why. And first of all, why are they firing back? The bad part about it, too, comes down to it's not everyone. So, you know, we've seen in numerous cities where you don't have cops make, taking that response. And um, I saw I saw a thing in L.A. where the, the, the cops in their riot gear saw that there was a peaceful protest, saw people were just walking down the street and they were protesting, took off their gear, threw it in their trucks and started walking with them. Uh, so, same like, thing in Flint. Yeah, it needs to be a measured response. And that's well, that happened here. Problem. That happened here in Indianapolis. That was the thing that I think really, like, after people were leaving the governor's mansion, after the state police and National Guard had such a strong line, when the cops just decided, you know what, take 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 the riot shit, take the riot gear off, go ahead and take off your face mask, take off your helmets, and just get in with the crowd and talk. I think that's what turned the corner here in Indianapolis, where the cops were just like, it was almost like kind of like the cops were like, I'm done, I'm tired too. Let's just, let's just walk down the street together. And like you could see it in their faces too. Like how, I mean, because that had to be a very rough, you know, 48 to 72 hours for the officers as well. I mean, because. Well, okay. I, so I, uh, Mark, your, your girlfriend Deanna was 
as several points would say, and other people would too, they would say, go follow the, the protesters. But I started to notice, especially when it got later, it didn't feel like it was a, a whole lot of groups of protesters as much as it was, you know, anarchists there. And so I didn't want to honestly follow that group where I don't know if it's all protesters and and be live streaming filming a a bunch of people who are trying to it you know incite and instigate and then let people be able to say well that represents the protester right so I chose to follow for the most part the cops because I felt also this is the behavior that we probably need to be watching and monitoring more closely than the protesters and there was a several times where I saw high fives exchanged after hitting someone uh, with something and it became bullying at some point I was actually a part of that because if you go to one of the live streams I have it's on my Brad Scott comedy page now uh, which also by the way uh, I didn't want I wanted to make sure that nobody could say I was doing this to try to further promote my comedy career and using this as a tool so I did it for my personal Facebook page um, I ended up sharing the videos well after and I didn't say a word right. through my entire live stream. I let the situation, I let what was unfolding speak for itself because I thought I didn't need to narr- I've seen a lot of live streams where it's just people kind of narrating and they're giving opinions. It didn't need that. I mean, what what was happening spoke for itself. And again, cops high-fiving after she was... At one point, a cop threw a tear gas can to my right. And so I turned to my left to walk and the same exact cop threw a fucking another one right to my left where I was trapped in between two clouds of smoke and I was the my the, the situation I needed to calm down there was me standing by myself holding my phone at them and I wasn't protesting I wasn't yelling they had no they, they'd see me all day with that DIY Joker's hoodie with a giant skull on it I'm sure they probably at some point throughout the day recognized me <laughs> And that is, guy's Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'd see my act, and that was what it was. Right. Uh, real quick, I wanted to... Yeah, to, they've, they've seen you perform, that's why. We can't let him... Damn it, that's literally the joke I just made. I said it... Well, that's what I said. My... I said it at the same time. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. So I wanted to, to <laughs> lean into to that a little bit with, um, like, throughout the nation, and not just here in Indianapolis, but, um, like... The officers targeting members of the media and medical workers providing aid to protesters. Um, so it's absolutely ridiculous. Like people wearing credentialed media, carrying like full on news cameras, getting shot in the face with rubber bullets, which aren't really rubber. But. Wait, wait. Yeah. Finn? You're supposed to ricochet him off the ground to take away some of the velocity. Like, no, no, right. literally They're shooting on. people directly in the face with them. Yeah, and you're supposed to be at a range. You can't fire. I don't care if it's there's a, a minimum range for every non-lethal weapon that they've made. Like you yep. can use a slingshot if you're lethal. if you're three feet away, you're going to take somebody's eye out. Finch, you saw a lot of my absolutely life. Christmas story. I'm just saying, um, <laughs> every non-lethal or less lethal weapon has a minimum range yeah. that you're not supposed to use it in. Uh, I want to say that the the 12 gauge rubber bullets uh, are 50 yards or 50 feet. I don't remember, but Finch. it's 50 something. Finch, uh, you saw a lot of my live stream. What what was the weaponry that you recognized that they were using? Uh, Pepperball obviously was the big one. It looks like a paintball gun made by a company called Pepperball. Freaking original, right? Um, actually but it's 
Where were they? Tittman? Tittman in Indianapolis makes those. That's their. That's their military brand. Fair enough. Well, anyway, it's the same size ball. The the projectile same size anyway. Point six eight inches. Caliber. Yeah. Um, so uh, like they were Nick using pepper ball. They had flashbangs. Well. Brad, I, I know I've told you this before, but I am a professional paintball player, and I've been hit <laughs> by those I that, yeah. I've been hit by those damn things. And, 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 and there's, a, there's a reason why. There's a reason why. Even in the game, you're told you have to be ten feet away from a person, is as close as you can get to shoot someone. Because at 365 feet per second, that thing will penetrate your skin. So I. So hell yeah. There's no way they should be at point-blank range firing at a person with those things, let alone a rubber bullet that literally is it, – it's rubber by by definition, <laughs> but it is it's, not – It's like plastic. Yeah. It's, it's You know what a cartoon bomb crazy. looks like, you know, with the, the bulbous end and then fins on the backside? That's what rubber bullets look like, yeah. uh, and they're in a 12-gauge shotgun shell. Finch, I, I – did have a lot of tear gas. Uh, I the tear gas is basically what got me the most. I didn't get hit with any. So what the pepper ball flashbangs? So, so you the, had flashbangs well, too, right? Well, hold yeah. on. The pepper ball. We'll go pepper ball. Why do they call it a pepper ball again? Like so, it's like a paintball, but is it? It's filled with. It's is it, filled powder. Okay, so powder. so when it hits you, the powder then also kind of messes with your it's senses. Close, yeah. And yeah, what, I mean it's a it's a lacrimator. It's going to make your eyes water. It's going to make your uh, mucous membranes activate and come out. Uh, not quite as much as the CN chemical that's in the tear gas grenades, um, but very similar. Uh, it's all capsaicin based, right? No, actually, the CN in tear gas is not organic at all. It's a chemical. I couldn't tell you what the chemical name is for CN, but it's freaking long. Um, and it's different than CS, which is the thing that they use in tear gas. Uh, uh, or, uh, you know, the, the the gas chambers in the military. They use CS, which is different than CN. Dan, have you been hit with one of those? <laughs> I uh, I did CS when I was in the Army. I have not been hit with uh, Pepperball or with CN. Uh, Vic, you said you have – you have, what describe the feeling when you do get hit with one. Um, so take a towel, a wet towel, and then whip somebody with it. Not like a regular dry, like wet that bitch down completely, spin it up, and then snap somebody with it. Brad, are you That's, asking about a paintball? Yeah. No, I was asking about the pepper ball. What does that feel like to get hit with? Because like, I imagine just oh. getting the feeling of getting hit with the ball is going to hurt like hell. But then the fact that your senses are are thrown through a loop at, right afterwards, I imagine it's got to be dizzying. It's got to be nauseating, too, as well. It just hurts. I mean, well, the, 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 yeah, the physical... Uh, a friend of mine, she showed a picture of her son. He's in um out in Berkeley, California. And he took um he took one right to the shoulder. At least a wound. Like it's like it's not it wasn't good. Like he showed everybody. He took a direct shot, probably less than twelve feet. Said the cop just saw him turned around and shot him with it leaves a wound. So it's not a play like it's not lethal, but I Damn, mean, that's, I wouldn't want that. That's I mean, why they you said wear in Aladdin too. You'd be surprised what you can live through. <laughs> but that's why, and like, when you this is supposed to be a comedy podcast. Let's bring it back to some Disney to offset for a second. So, <laughs> let, let Mark get in here. Go ahead. That, so, like, that's why when you when you do paintball, and I mean, it's the same apparatus and projectile, but um, you wear, you know, army fatigues and. Like you don't you don't wear a T-shirt and shorts to play paintball like no one's going out there like that. It, it is a very dangerous thing still. 
uh, I will say the tear gas. The so with it when they first started firing into the crowd, I was off to the side because I wanted to be able to get a vantage point where I could see both the protesters and them, and they were threatening to take people to jail. And I will absolutely always go to jail. For uh, for my beliefs that we should stop killing unarmed black men after I'm off probation. Uh, <laughs> that could really uh, fuck with my life. So I, I wouldn't ever see this, but that's what a paintball gun oh, can do to you. Yeah. At for, close range. For our audio medium uh, listeners, uh, it is, I mean, it, it looks like just, I can't even describe a like giant. It, it's welts like, and puncture marks. Yeah. Uh, but the tear gas, when they fired it off, uh, next there was a guy, and I, that was another thing that I experienced, was like, after they were pretty much showing their force and their power, anyone who was yelling around me, I was kind of like, hey, maybe shut the fuck up for five <laughs> seconds, because they're going to throw the shit here, and they did, and it hit me, and I mean, I was literally right over it. It, 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 it my entire screen went fog, and I started coughing immediately, my eyes got so it's, it felt like a really bad sunburn, but that was after it had stopped the initial burning. So like once it had calmed down, it didn't like, it wasn't like my eyes were back to normal. It was like I had a, a horrific sunburn that had, you know, made my eyes, uh, uh, swell up. And I was telling Mark, uh, later on after I was, I had to charge my phone for a bit and I went off the live stream, uh, cause he was, Ask me about if I saw this comment or this comment. I was like, I can't read the comments. Like, right. I literally, my eyes were, it, were they they were so swelled together. I couldn't read anything on my phone. I could barely, uh, you know, it's like when I rubbed them, it felt worse because I'm sure I had maybe residue on my hand. Go ahead, Finch. Yeah, I was just going to, fa- I fact checked myself to double check. Uh, at C- they are using CS in the tear gas canisters. CN is the active component in mace. And what's CS? So the old school mace, yeah. But they don't they don't generally use mace quite as much as they use OC pepper spray. Oh, they did? But yeah, they- it's CS. So Dan, you've, you've been in CS gas. That's yeah. the same thing that they're using in the tear gas canisters. Right, My bad. Right they brought out, and they brought out the mace at certain points because... Uh, like you could see the difference because it's you know obviously instead of throwing a grenade they're pulling out this tube and you just see this liquid <laughs> spraying out in front of people and uh, I will say if you guys saw my live stream the uh, the first guy like that they arrested did you see him the guy that was being dragged off and he started screaming I can't breathe over and over again I was kind of like yeah take him to jail he's not a good no. representation you could breathe because he was he was a little bit of an instigator right. he was kicking. The police. He was, he was intentionally put, putting himself in places where they were going. Like, there's a difference between being shot at as a person. When they start shooting at you, fucking get away, run. You know what I mean? Like, they're gonna, they're gonna do worse if you stand there and let them take you. And he wanted to just, he, I think he wanted to be the guy that was wrong. The martyr. Invested, the <laughs> martyr. Because all he's screaming, I can't breathe. And I'm like, dude, it literally one just fell at my feet, and I'm breathing. Like it's not they're not hold they weren't putting they weren't putting anything on his throat or whatever. Um but then it became more bullying because then the people that were coming up and going, Why are you detaining him? They're pushing them. Uh they're pushing women. I mean white women. 
in this country, which is well, the the, the first night of curfew. <laughs> How um, dare they? The first night of curfew, the news was downtown, and there was a group of people there, and uh, oh, I know what you're talking. About. It was. It was very uh, not easy to watch. So a woman got arrested. She was um, she was handcuffed. Another woman comes up and like starts trying to push the cops off of her. And she's maybe five foot two. Thankfully, she was wearing a backpack and the cop just like full on shoves her. She falls backwards, just like one step falls backwards, lands on her backpack, almost cracks her skull open. And then they arrest her too. Well, yeah, so the other one they just beat that. And the woman that they had her, they arrested initially, they were telling her to get down on the ground. She says why, and they sort of whooping her with the damn uh, batons. Is that just, yeah, I mean yeah, that dude, that was fucking, uh, you know that was that was a, silly. That that was a those were swings right there. Yeah, that was breaking a, a home run record. That was Barry Bonds post steroids. Swing. <laughs> yeah, the, I could have bear hugged her and just put her on the floor. But she like, she was a champ. She's and I'm not a big dude. A lot of it. Vic, go the ahead. worst yeah. part about it is there's, the, the cop says, get down on the ground. You don't. And again, you're going to instigate them to do something. But your civil rights say you don't have to do what they say just because they said it. And she does have the right to ask, why are you doing this? And they're supposed oh, yeah. to respond as to why they're asking her to do this or demanding that she do this. And just by asking that question doesn't, you know, all of a sudden incite a beatdown. Well, we and talked about this last week with that, where, like, none of these killings have merited that response, even when people will, like, say, oh, well, he was, you know, he was robbing that store, or we think he was walking onto a construction site. Like, none of these things are assault Capital or murder offenses. Yeah. offenses. Yeah. Like, he, he could have, like, she could have said a lot of different things, and none of them would have merited getting beat the shit out of like that. Right. Um, so and then that, then then they just start ch- stacking on the charges. Rob, uh, yeah. we know that we don't know where you were during all of this, but I believe you were in close contact with a friend of yours who may have uh, been around the scene. Did he happen to mention to you that he saw the police on horses? Um, no. Did you happen to see the video of like the? They brought out four cops on horses who it was almost like it was a, a civil war battle right. where they're just standing behind the front. Cause they didn't do the horses didn't do anything. The horses weren't throwing, you know, tear gas grenades. <laughs> they were getting ready for to flank on the outside with the cavalry. Yeah, like it, I was like, why do you have the horses? Why are you bothering the horse? The horses are probably like, what? It's Saturday. I mean, it sounds like the last couple chapters of Revelation. <laughs> the four yeah. There was I just feel like they watched Batman Begins and were like, oh shit, there was a horse during a gas attack there. Let's do it. <laughs> it was, was a pale rider. <laughs> so it was, there were a lot of things that had a very strange vibe to them. Seeing the four cops on horses, uh, that it, that creepy, weird recording they had playing on the circle. Oh, yeah. That was just looped of this peaceful. This yeah, was that was like the peaceful. end of Half-Life, like when there's just like, you're all going to die. Well, people were saying it felt like I, when they were watching me walk around that shit, it was like I was walking because I, and then like, uh, the people who were providing supplies to the protesters had abandoned. So I'm like going up and searching through the supplies. And I'm getting, getting water. water. And, everything and you just they had a very ominous apocalypse. It's the beginning of the purge. Somebody else said that to me uh, when I was when I was driving over. We were talking about that. And yeah, I said it did have a very purge like feel. But if there really was a purge, 
Um, I'm going to Rob's house and just hiding with them because I'm dead hour one if I go outside. <laughs> uh, I wasn't. What'd you say? I said I wasn't home. <laughs> um, that- Rob? <laughs> Rob? Come on, I know you're in there, Rob. I've got all colors of drinks to match your shirts. Um, so... The second live stream I did, because I had to go charge my phone, I talked to, uh, uh, yeah, so by the way, I, when we post this video last stream at some point, Rob, I believe that drink does, uh, it does go well with that uh, shirt you're wearing, but. Uh, it does go with the letters. Yes. <laughs> cool. Hey, how come, Brad, how come you didn't bring an extra battery? Like what kind of fool doesn't? Because remember, I I didn't remember it until I was driving Uber and I wanted to be a part of the protest. And so by the time I would have taken me to go all the way home through traffic at that time, get back up there, I would have missed out on getting all that tear gas in my face. Not to mention, there has never been an instance where Brad has gone somewhere and had a full battery, or or had everything he needed, (laughs) or didn't lock his keys in his car. The as crazy the thing is, has the backpack at the events. This is a true statement. Rob, go ahead. I think the crazy thing is Friday night. It was almost like the same thing. So my son's school, since like they had him in school, they did like this parade where the staff and the teachers were out front, and you got to drive around. They did a little parade. So um, he went to his mom's that night, and I went downtown just to grab food. And I'm I ordered and came out to my car, and all of, I just saw squad cars. Woo 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 woo. And then I saw another line of squad cars. I went in, grabbed the food, got in my car, and it was another line of squad cars. I'm like, whoa, let me see what's happening. So I worked my way, and I saw police and protesters, and it was like, oh, no, let me get out of my car and get out here. It was like, I mean, because you didn't really know, but it was kind of like, that's the one thing I will say. Like, in all of this, and like in every city, everybody I've spoken to in other places here in Indianapolis, this was one of those moments it kind of felt like everybody felt like, you know what? I really have to figure out which side of this line I stand on. I actually have to go stand on that line. You know, so that is the best thing about all of this. Like, I really appreciate my friends who just decided, even if it's just on social media, they are going to say, you know what? I don't agree with this. You can be mad at me. You can unfriend me, whatever. It is like, in the 2016 election, I got a really good idea which of my friends were supportive of the policies that the Trump administration were going to bring in. That's one thing. It's really a different thing when your friends, white friends, I'm talking about white people, when white people sit up and say, you know what, I don't agree with this and I want my I want my friends who are black to live. I don't want them to be fearful of the police and I want to see some change. This was really that moment where everybody decided, you know what, I can't just claim what side of the line I'm on. I really have to show what side of the line I'm on. You're welcome, Rob. <laughs> so so with that, I saw... I mean, we talked to a black for three years at Crackers. So come on. <laughs> uh, Rob, we don't say that word club. on this show. We say a locally owned comedy club in Indianapolis named after a snack food or pretzels. <laughs> Thank you. Cut that part out. You are absolutely right. So um, going back to, to that, I think... Um, I read the best uh, the best thing I've read so far is like the younger generation. So like the the people that are, you know, 25 and under, they they never lived in a world before 9-11. So like they don't know like 
when 9-11 happened and, you know, the country kind of came together like this right now is their 9-11, but they don't know anything other than this and how like they're they don't know how not to fight back at this point. So well, so I, I do. I have to push back <laughs> on that for okay. one reason. And this is going to sound as racist as as, as it can be. That's but, Vic um, talking. Those those who are not of color don't understand that. No, because they've read Hunger Games, and that's what they keep using as their example. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're like, "Harry Potter, man, we gotta, we gotta defend the mud bloods, guys." Like that's yeah. a worse thing to say, kind of. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a matter of like, you know, this happens. Like from the time, even when I was a kid, you know, um, it was you fit the description. You know, um, you, someone called because you were standing on the corner waiting for a bus with your girlfriend. Like, there's always something. And it's a common thing, but like you said, 9-11 was a, a uh, I guess, a, a come-together moment. Um, unfortunately, and this this is kind of a come-together moment, too. People are, like you said, having to, to declare their, you know, where they stand on this issue. And unfortunately, it's becoming more of an issue of, uh, you know, are we standing against the cops as opposed to standing against the actual issue, which is the systemic racism. Right. Well, that part, part of that problem is because the media, and I I hate when people just like engage in attacks against the media as this nebulous thing, but particularly television media will look for the next grabbing story. And George Floyd as terrible and uniting as that was for everybody, what that that that's a week now. That's been a mm-hmm. week, and now there's fires being lit. So even the center-leaning left people are focusing on the fires being lit, and then obviously the right wants to ignore anything real about the potential for advancing race relations. So, like you've got the right that wants to ignore it and the left that can't help but ignore it because now something new has happened and that is causing a huge focus on this bullshit narrative of every single person out there is throwing glass and trying to shoot at the police and so obviously the tear gas at the dude in the wheelchair was merited i saw the i'd say the majority of the looters that i saw initially were young white kids and I saw. Well, you caught it right on yeah, on stream. A lot of skateboards. Sk- skateboard kids into buildings. Um, that was a weapon of choice. I saw a lot of uh, hipsterish white uh, white guys walking around bottles of liquor that I don't think they brought from home because uh, some of them even had that bartender. Because none of them were me. They didn't plan ahead on them. Yeah, they don't have a sponsorship. Like uh, truck tan. <laughs> there it is. Um, I if you've never drank straight from the spout, you haven't lived. Uh, I should have talked about liquor drunk bottles. Tan. I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about some of the characters uh, that I saw, some of the things that I saw on the second live stream. Because believe it or not, the second live stream actually, the, it's it's like a it's like a not a better but a bigger sequel that we, we turn up the action. And if you go to my Facebook page, the instructions are there. Go thirty minutes forward because at first. After I charged my phone, I was kind of wandering around trying to see what, what was happening everywhere. I went to Washington Street, went to a few other places, and it seemed to be like everything was calming down. I mean, it really did. It felt like, okay, they've got it under control. That's kind of fast, but all right. And then I got to uh, the circle. Yeah. And there was a 
that that's where I found the the line of cops, the the horse cops, and uh, the protesters coming at them, the big group coming at them. Uh, one gentleman who uh, literally uh, balls, but also like idiot, ran up and uh, like punched, ran, ran punched one of the the police officers who was standing there in their line. I mean, literally. Ran and punched him, and then just didn't run all the way away, by the way. <laughs> just like a few steps back laughing, and the cop, like at first they kind of all grabbed together and everything, and then they just went back to their line. <laughs> uh, and then people started throwing things, and I was right behind the cops. I mean, literally, you would have thought I was with them. <laughs> uh, not a narc. Um, and all of a sudden I noticed that's a that's Crown Royal bottle in the air. And it lands right at my feet. Then a Rolodex, a plastic Rolodex was thrown. And then there was, I call them RCG. Roman. Wait, 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 wait. Go back, go back. A plastic Rolodex? So you know like the things people have on their desk? <laughs> well, I know what it is. I just didn't realize they were still in, in existence. I thought oh, no, there was a store changed. they broke the window out of right next to them that they just pulled out supplies. People at. buy Rolodexes still? Weapon well, I, know, I think it was maybe an insurance office or something. Like, So they broke into there and probably grabbed it off a desk. Like an antique place? No. Yeah. No, or like an insurance company, bitch. <laughs> why did you turn let it go, Brad? Why did you turn the office into an antique store? <laughs> <laughs> did they still have one of those phones that you had to do the rotary dial? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, they had like you that have to thing? hold the headset up to your ear and, and call the switchboard. The, yeah, <laughs> bro. If they threw one of those heavy ass rotary phones, that might be worth some lethal force. Well, let me ask you this: What about this guy? I call him RCG. Roman candle guy because that Dude, you almost got took out by one I, yeah stories. I saw a thing and I couldn't tell if it was like the police throwing one of their little doodads or if it <laughs> Technical was term. something but then I did and this dude I mean go back and watch my stream kind of looks like a fucking like a superhero or like a guy that, like a rock star at a concert because he's just pointing it and all of a sudden they're coming right fucking at me and by the look of my stream it looks like one literally goes through my stomach um, and it's just fireworks and that's when they were like alright fuck this by the way a heavy glass bottle coming at us no fireworks we draw the line and they started throwing t more tear gas and it, uh, it escalated you know, all it takes there. is one of those bottles full of uh, something flammable and then a bottle you know a Roman candle and uh, your ass is lit uh, they call that a Mazel Tov cocktail. <laughs> then, uh, Mazel Tov cocktail. So then I made my way down Meridian Street, and I guess you could say, congratulations. I, I guess you could say that's when this entire uh, protest turned into a real dumpster fire. Oh my God, that was the craziest wow. thing I've ever seen. Literally, Brad's auditioning for local news right now. Uh, right. Literally, two dumpsters engulfed in flames, and Mark. And, 47 seconds from yeah. like being lit on fire to slag on the ground. I don't know what the dumpsters are made of. Maybe they are actually made of just cardboard. The plastic. Are they really, Finch? Yeah. HDPE. High density, high density we have, polyethylene. We have found Finch's wheelhouse, by the way. The is, dumpsters. No, it's whatever a material is made of. I think we just like, throw <laughs> objects at him. We're like, oh, that's plastic six, seven, eight. He's nine. like the rain man of, of, uh, of <laughs> 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 Uh 
Uh, dude, I was just I was just looking at a clip from one of your uh, videos, and there's a dude in a pink shirt trying to kick in a window, and he fails that. He kicks it like twelve times. Yeah, and then he just gets <laughs> gives up and walks away. <laughs> like, my, my favorite person I saw all night was I don't know if he was like down there on purpose, but middle aged like um, white grandpa with uh, golf shorts and a gallon of milk. Like greatest guy I saw the entire night. I like uh, the yellow plaid guy earlier in the day. Yeah. Who, when the police would throw tear gas, was going up, picking him up and throwing, and throwing it straight back at him. Yep. Uh, <laughs> or the guy right when the tear gas shot off that put it under a traffic code. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Brad, were you trying to get cover like at the door at Nikki Blaine's? No, no, no. I was trying to like. We being get that's, what that's the one I'm watching right now. <laughs> I was trying to like protect Nikki Blaine's. It's my favorite place in the city. That's no, where you almost get took out of a Roman candle with a Roman candle. Right, I was watching that like, please tell me he got cigars. Please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Had I known that they w- w- surrendered the city, shit. Uh, but no, I was just protecting Nikki's. Uh, you know what, Rob? Uh, when they open back up, first night we will meet there, I will buy you a cigar with money you loan me. Uh, so... That sounds about right. <laughs> uh, that sounds right on STEM schedule. Back to the back to the dumpster fires. At one point, it wasn't a dumpster anymore. It was just a fire in the middle of the street, and it was huge. And all of a sudden, the cops who were there were just like, well, fuck it. We, we've been trying to make this music video. <laughs> so they got in their cars, and all of them drove through the fire. Yeah, not around it. Not around it. Drove through the fire and left. The two fires going, and then out of nowhere, uh, uh, a Wish TV camera operator, I believe, was yeah, having words uh, with a black guy who was calling, I think, an Uncle Tom, stuff yeah. like that. And then out of nowhere, this fucking SUV comes, had to be going at least 50 miles an hour down Meridian, through everything, and almost hits both of them. Both of them uh, had an American flag, I believe, kind yeah. of draped their, uh, out the back. And I believe people in the comment section were like praising that guy, like take him out. Yeah, there were there were quite a few of the. Uh, they should have hit all of them. Um, you know, the cops shouldn't be using less lethal rounds. Like <laughs> they play, they say, they say, they like to make the comment. Like, pause for the cause. Pause for the cause. Oh, I thought you were talking about pause for cause for his uh, high density polyethylene. Oh, Absolutely. That's exactly what it was. Uh, <laughs> but those are beast. Those are people that like to comment, play dumb games, win dumb prizes. Yep, saw that. I hate those saw that a few times in the so, comments. Uh, I was protecting Nikki Blaine's valiantly, by the way. I mean, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> some uh, of them wear a hoodie and uh, Miami heat hat. At some point, my feet got really tired. Like, I heard they hurt, and I didn't have a chair. If I would have had a chair, I would have stayed out there all night. But <laughs> if you go... You're too good to sit on the ground. Uh, I kind of thought maybe I should be in a position where I could get they up. They would have thought he was a homeless guy, so they would have they, they would have him guest. off. They would have just left him there. <laughs> Somebody uh, would have left him a sandwich. Here you go. Yeah. Another you could have made money that, that night. Huh? You could have made money that night. on the ground. All right. A, I'm starting to feel like you guys are all IMPD uh, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to have a march for Brad Scott uh, next week. So um, I have to get to this. Uh you guys maybe forget where I was. I don't want to get really. Nikki Blaine's. Oh, no, no. So the third live stream. Yeah. If you go to my third live stream, right from the beginning, uh, I turned around for some reason. I remember, oh, I think I, somebody 
said something on is that Nikki's or something, so I was gonna show him the you know, it's a Nikki Blaine's. As soon as I turn around, I just see a fucking the first thing was I saw a flash of light. And then you know in like Tom Hanks war movies when he's in the middle of battle and it's like that high piercing sound, but and you could just fate here, fade it, everything else. Yeah, he gets shell shot. Explosion, yeah, explosion, and then that high piercing sound. The cops must have been on a roof. Or somewhere. And just dropped a flashbang in front of you. Yeah, right there. And it was because two minutes before that, they broke the window out of the jewelry store. Yeah. And the alarm started going off. And that place, I mean, I turn around when that happens, you know, instinctively. Before I turn back around, it is ghost town. Everybody was gone. And I couldn't hear for a good 15 minutes, right? And then, uh, yeah, I stayed there at Nikki's and. Uh, one thing I did left thing was there's like I don't know if he was told to be there if he was a re- if he was retired and just came back out there was a cop who looked he couldn't have been younger than 74 uh, Nick he looked a lot like Corey um, he, when he was younger yes, yes Corey, when he was young, like a young Corey like a young Corey in his 80s um, gotcha. I'm trying to think okay so uh, who was the guy that used to have the big black rim glasses? Yeah, talk like this. The Monopoly guy? No, 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 no. No, no he's, he's talking about uh, Groucho <laughs> Marx. No, no, no. Groucho no. Marx. No, he had white hair and uh, Alec Baldwin. George Burns. Huh? George Burns. George Burns. No, no, no. A, he had like he a, a weird cigar, voice. Yeah. He was a, he if was we're a, just guessing old people, drop Thurman. I don't fucking know. <laughs> he, had a, he had a voice in a cartoon, The Secret of Nymph, but he was like, ah, Oh, shit. Uh, I love that movie. I Fuck, said The I Secret remember. of Nymph, and again, drunk Dan just called back to his childhood. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, he looked like that guy. Okay, generically Mr. Magoo with, with white hair. And he, but he was in a, like a full police uniform, but I couldn't believe that he would be a cop that they would dispel. And that's the guy they didn't give the riot gear to because he seemed like he needed it the most. He was an overweight guy and he was patrolling, but he lost his shoe. It was the most adorable shit I've ever seen in my entire life. They've so been like, trying to get that guy to retire and this is how they were forcing him into it. Yeah, yo, they would be, yeah like they just dropped him in, Vic. Like, ah, Frank. I know yeah, it's like your if you last get out on the you get to the other side of this, you I, can retire. I know it's your last night on the job, and Frank's just walk around going, I'm one day away from retirement. <laughs> Anybody seen my shoe? <laughs> Did you find it? Well, on the contrary, like on the, the flip side of that, I saw something on Facebook today about like if they Is bring the National it? Guard in and then a soldier gets killed and then someone shows up to his mom's house with that folded triangle flag and says your son valiantly gave up his life defending Lion's Den Adult Superstore (laughs) (laughs) but you don't have to be old to give up your life for nothing (laughs) at least that's a good cause and then their parent looks at them and goes why is it still open don't they know about the internet <laughs> My son died in Amazon's a thing. Leave me alone. <laughs> I would have liked it if the parents, where they presented the flag, kneeled because you know what? They're in solidarity. <laughs> um, I mean, after all this, does Kaepernick get a job? Oh, speaking of, uh, oh, unfortunately, shit. no. So Rob still right. Wait, Rob. So you, I, I want. 
Mark, go ahead. Real quick. So we we were talking about it before we started recording the Drew Brees thing. Oh yes. Oh, so so three years ago, Drew Brees was asked uh, about the Colin Kaepernick situation, and uh, famously said something along the lines of "fuck that guy" and disrespect the flag. Right. Uh, he went he went that mm-hmm. route, and then literally got asked the same question three years later while all this is going on, and everyone's saying Kaepernick was right. And uh, famously doubled down on that statement and whoa, said, whoa. fuck that guy. And uh, <laughs> uh, it took him less than 24 hours to apologize because I might have been wrong. Fuck you. Well, like and Dick yeah. Wright, uh, Dan Levitar, we don't get the uh, benefit of that doubt. Sorry, dude. Uh, I'm sorry also, but he's got what? You got 12, uh, 14 the, I don't giant black men standing around him at all times. Well, like, yeah, Dick Wright's not the smartest thing to say. Nick Wright pointed out. He, it's like, oh, no, the QB got sacked again. For the love of God, can I say what Nick Wright fucking said? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nick Wright said he cloaked himself in someone else's valor by mentioning his grandfather that was in a war, but failed to mention his grandfather came back to all types of perks that they used to give white soldiers while black soldiers would come back to fucking poverty and nothing. And right. uh, yeah, Drew Brees fucked the guy. I've never been a big Drew Brees fan. Um, and it had nothing to do with them beating the Colts in the Super Bowl because Peyton Manning's one of the worst human beings in the fucking world. We can talk to another. I'm so excited for the episode where we talk about that. Tell us how you feel. But how, about this? how about this? He said that, and he's in New Orleans. Right. And remember, they were like, remember just like a year ago, they were like, Drew Brees is like the, the, the president of New Orleans for what he did for that city. And then at the protest, you heard, fuck Drew Brees chants. <laughs> Now, Rob, you uh, famously amongst uh, me and the four people you allow to follow you on social media uh, during the Kaepernick protest, stood in solidarity, said you will not watch an NFL game until Colin Kaepernick is on a team. It looks like he's going to end up retiring without a team. At any point, are you going to just say, I mean, fucking nobody remembers that post. Uh, <laughs> Except for you do, apparently. I mean, are, <laughs> fucking have dark. You watched, well, have you have you stayed too long? Have you have you watched a game since uh, you posted? That? I I just posted about it the other day. I've, I have not watched the NFL game in four years. I haven't either. Um, and yeah, no, I, my I thing is, I have my <laughs> <laughs> my thing is a. I mean, he got blackballed. The guy, the guy made a stance for people who look like me, who look like my son, who look like several friends of mine. You can watch it. I can't watch that and be like, "Oh, this is like I like I have friends who will scream up and down, and they will talk about how important um, black issues are." But then they'll turn around and say, "Yo, yeah, you know the game. I got to watch the game." And but these are also the same friends who were like, "Well, if I was in the civil rights movement in Montgomery, I wouldn't be on the bus." And what they don't understand is that was an economic protest. Mm -hmm. One of the things that like nothing really happens in this country until you actually start affecting the bottom line. And until money gets involved, until corporations turn to whatever entity you are protesting against and say, hey, you're messing up how much money we're making this year. Until that happens, nothing happens in this country. And so it had to be an economic protest. So. For me, no, I'm not. I'm like, and I don't. I'm not, that's just my decision. I'm not blaming anybody who you know who won't watch it or who will watch it. It's my decision. I just can't support anything that is like, okay, we're gonna blackball you because you want to make sure I live. 
Yeah, no, the only vote we get is our dollar, and whether it's a big cause and everybody supports it or if it's just a personal thing we do, that's still our dollar we're not putting towards them. Like, I haven't watched a game. I slowed down after I found out about all the concussion stuff that they worked really hard to bury. And then the Kaepernick shit went down, and it just – it was a very easy decision for me. I love football, but I like hockey better. <laughs> I feel like Finch has uh, the combine on just randomly at all times. <laughs> he, he just knows, like, everyone's 40 time. and Go, go ahead, Finch. <laughs> Oh, I didn't have anything to say. I was pointing, saying, "Yeah, he's right. He's right. He's right." Oh, Thank but, you. Uh, yeah. God damn! That's what we use when we, when like, you want to, if you want to get in there, you point. So I go, "Oh, okay." I would. But I wasn't. Is that what I should be doing instead of just drunkenly jumping? No, 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 Dan. No, that's you. You are perfect. You're awesome. Don't change. Never change. Although you did finally change the sensitivity to mic. But I also want to point out. Hold on, Vic. I, I want to down. point out something. Vic, I, Vic came in there strong with uh, me either. Vic doesn't like sports, so I like how he you puts up an activism. Lie. Wait, Vic, lie. Okay, so I have been. What do you Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have been listening to showdown, old showdown episodes. Guy? Hold on, I've been listening to old showdown episodes, and Vic, every time I would get in the neighborhood of it, you go, you guys got all sporty. I, I, you do a snoring nope. noise, and so you fell no, asleep. No, that would happen when you guys would start going off on tangents on wrestling. Or you would start going off on tangents on Join us next week when I provide audio proof that Vic Miller is a liar. Or you would be doing your basketball picks while we were supposed to be okay, recording, yeah, or you would be doing Facts. Uh, your fantasy football while we are reporting. reporting. Witness both or of those things. Be, or you would be following information on wrestling while we were recording. That's know. when I, I don't know if I know myself can tell you right now. I played football <laughs> through my entire schooling career and before. Uh, until I busted out my knee. But do you like, watch the I've NFL? played sports. Yes, I watch football. I'm not. I am not the guy who like can give you all the stats and everything mm. else. But I know the game of football, and I watch the game of football all my life. But when it comes down to it, I can tell you right now that they have not really gotten any of my money because it comes down to that to that same argument, like you said, like Rob said. In my defense, you ha- your FanDuel lineup will lock at the time of the first game. So if we're recording at six forty-five. Like. I have 15 minutes to make sure. <laughs> we started recording at five. Yeah, but you know, you got you, you also have to follow injury reports, Vic. It's a whole. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, my job. I got you. <laughs> no, we we start we start recording at five, but because we work with One Take Brad, we actually right. start recording I'm at five forty-five. Every time, that's what they call me, One Take <laughs> there Brad. There it is. Man who doesn't need a second. The man who needs no second take. One mistake, Brad. Um, anyway, I, I, I think I think way more than one. There's multiple. I think I had everything from our protest. Uh, that, that so, if you're not in Indianapolis, we'll give you an update. Everything quieted down Sunday, um, as Rob mentioned, and I had a curfew Monday. Then Sunday, yeah. Then Sunday night, they decided to treat us like children. Now, I want to get everybody's thoughts on the curfew. I'll start because if I don't, you guys will gang up on me and talk about how <laughs> poor I am and not let me speak. So I think it's ridiculous because they're not enforcing. Bryce, you're their- so poor. Oh, fucking Finch. <laughs> they're not enforcing the curfew. They're just blocking off exits to get downtown. 
And they say that if you're an essential worker, you're still allowed to go to and from work. You're still allowed to work. I'm an Uber driver, uh, which makes me an essential worker, uh, which apparently if I was a comedian, I wouldn't be an essential worker. But Uber driver, essential worker. I can't get to where rides I'm trying to pick up because I would thought, oh, I just have to pull up and tell the police I'm an Uber driver and they let me around. And as soon as I pull up, they're going, turn around, turn around. I'm going, oh, no, but you don't understand. And they're like, no, turn around now. And then me being the idiot is like, oh, no, but officer, please, let me explain. And they're just like, turn around or you're going to jail. And I'm like, And okay, then you survive. At least you got three warnings. <laughs> that was some privilege. That was some motherfucking privilege, wasn't it? I and that ain't a joke. Because if so it was me, <laughs> I'm going to take a drink of my white Gatorade after. <laughs> they would have been like, you're intimidating. Um, I need you to step out of the car. <laughs> Rob just was if it was 2003 Brad, they would have shot him. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> they would have just seen the Sean John sweatsuit yeah. and the fake diamond bling. With, with his fubu hat on, yeah. And then he's got a gun! Uh, so, what, what are your guys' thoughts on the curfew? Because I personally feel like the only thing it's going to do is they're not going after people who are breaking the curfew. They're just not allowing people to get to certain points in the city. So I feel like it's just going to cause unrest and people are going to get annoyed. They're, they're forced back into their houses after we've been doing this for three months. It's getting hot. Uh, let's start with uh, uh, Rob. What are your thoughts on the curfew? Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty much like I would, my thing about the curfew right now is we just came out of COVID. It's like people just like it's it's just it just adds more. I think the probably the thing I'm trying to scratch I'm scratching my head around more so than anything else is that Carmel put their curfew into place when Indianapolis <laughs> lifted their curfew. I'm like, <laughs> uh, um, don't talk too much about Carmel because we have a whole segment coming up about Carmel. Uh, Fitch, what are your thoughts on the curfew? Uh, it doesn't really affect me because I don't live near the city. Um, everything I need is right here, you know, five minutes away. That's um, but <laughs> like he said, uh, I mean, people, people have been cooped up in their houses for three months. Like let them get out and walk around a little bit. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the, the cops are looking for, you are breaking the law just by being, by virtue of being there, you are breaking the law. Therefore we can arrest you or we can affect some sort of, I don't want to say violence against you, but we can we can do something to you because you are here for no other reason. But you're here because um, you're breaking the law, because you're breaking the curfew. Probably what I should have started with with Finch. But Dan, does Kokomo have a curfew? So Kokomo does not have a curfew. What I think about the ones that are happening in Indianapolis and all over the place, like I work down in Indianapolis, so. As soon as I crossed into Marion County, I got the notification on my phone. Yep. And like the the issue that I have, it doesn't affect me personally, but where are all these people who were storming the governor's mansion with guns talking about it's bullshit that you're keeping us in our house? Mm -hmm. Like, where are they now at when it actually is bullshit that they're keeping people in their house? Um, a, they're in Johnson County getting haircuts. I feel like they weren't getting <laughs> met by they, they weren't getting met by riot geared police officers with uh, no, with no they were not. Canisters. I feel like Dan has a personal curfew, and it's when he blacks out every night at <laughs> nine and just curfews himself for the next eight hours. I have never blacked out. I just matter. fall asleep 
without planning on it. And remember, what, <laughs> you did. Vic, um, Chemical does, narcolepsy. Does Delaware have a curfew? There is. There is. Uh, Wait, but there it, is? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys haven't had a like broken said, window. It, it's, it's stupid. It's really stupid. But with that said, like... We go, we go and come as we please. Like there hasn't been an issue here where we we've had to have that as a problem. Like I'm in a small town. Like this is a very small area that I live in. So most people are done off the street by like nine o'clock anyway. So that's not a big deal. But where my issue with the with the curfews are, I I actually just saw a video. Um, there's people on their porch, mm-hmm. which is the confines of their home. They're sitting in on Minneapolis. their front porch. Yep. Cops yep. go down in a line with rubber bullets and 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 pepper bu- and pepper spray bullets, and they are yelling at them to go inside your house, go inside your house, and then open fire on them. After yelling, light them up. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> what were those people doing? Like they were sitting on that. They're in their home. That's their property. That's their home. Like you can't. Those kind of things are ridiculous, and that's why I'm saying like. There's a there's a measured response to everything. There was no nothing. They were they were literally recording them walking down the street in a Gestapo line. Yep. Literally. I, I like, wish, they, like they it was a Nazi line going after freaking Jewish people or something. I think and I then wish, they just opened <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think I wish you would have flipped those because <laughs> the first one was a little light and gave me a perfect segue into <laughs> the next segment. And then, but you went heavy, and so it's now awkward going into the next segment. I but. needed to provide a reason for him to have another drink. I am trying to help my new friend over there. Uh, <laughs> he's right. He's right. As Rob just mentioned, my, we're gonna we're gonna go full invert on this one for the first time. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! For the first time tonight, this my, is not the first time. That was my, a big. Oh break. yeah, no, no. For, you're, you're right. My favorite. And I didn't even get an uncomfortable cough. <laughs> My favorite. He's becoming immune. You two are like children. Uh, my favorite part yep. of this. I entire, think Brad should tell us what his favorite thing is. <laughs> my favorite part of this entire week has been the Carmel Mayor and what a wonderful, delightful uh, perspective of comedy that guy is. Oh uh, Rob, why don't, why don't you start by telling them a little bit about the Carmel Mayor? I know absolutely nothing about the mayor from Carmel except for his decisions just kind of come at the oddest times, oh. even in COVID. Yeah, so I, even in COVID, let me it tell was you. like, yeah. Let me tell you about him, Rob. He uh, he looks like uh, what you would draw as like a cartoon lemon if you put like a <laughs> lemon and put hair on him and put like I made it a cartoon like a, it's a lemon person. That's what he looks like. He's a little round blonde fella and. His big move after no rioting in Carmel, by the way, was fresh off the weekend. Tension and violence was to sue the city of Minneapolis. What? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) He's like Michael Scott from The Office, but he's real. And he runs (laughs) the wealthiest city in Indianapolis. And then his second move was, like Rob said, again, the city with the most... Damage. I'd say we were probably top 10 in the country this past weekend. We lift our curfew, and he's like, nope. Curfew for Carmel. Yeah. The city that And the crazy thing is, I live a couple of blocks from Carmel, and so it's easier for me to shop at some places over there. And so I went over there, 
think last night or the night before, whenever the night the first night of the uh, curfew was. And the crazy thing was they had cops posted up everywhere. Like it was almost like they were trying to set a border between Indianapolis and Carmel. It was like nobody's going to do anything over here but buy some wine and make sure that they're like, what type of pieces do you have today? Do you, <laughs> do you have Brie? So I. Uh, is that the mayor of Carmel? Yes, yes, it is. That is, that is him. Oh my God. I found him. Hold on, Mark. Can you screenshot Discord? Uh. Yeah. Dick, pull that back up because he, I'm going to try to put this out on a video live stream, anyways. Because again, Dan <laughs> needs to be seen. Um, but I want, I want this. This is so. You make great. them pay for that shit, Brad. Um, Patreon or some shit. So Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing about uh, Vic, send me that image in Discord. I got you. The other right. thing about Carmel is okay. So I can, I imagine uh, that when all the rioting started to happen. I imagine the people of Carmel immediately had a like town hall meeting where they all gathered, you know, in like a, an old school building to talk about what they were going to do. I want us to see if we can now formulate some of those people that are in those meetings with like the movie cliche town hall people. So I imagine you have the, uh, the, the woman who is just freaking out. Who just for you know the uh, from the Simpsons the uh, what about the children woman the the panicked woman who is what are we gonna do there's rioting it's, how are we gonna protect Carmel is anybody I wrote this earlier did anybody come up with any characters well uh, I think there, they're all the, named Karen uh, <laughs> you two have to learn to get on track with each other hey I, I threw up the hand he gets to go first but I'm proud of you because you're only stepping on white people's words so far you're, hey, you're Name Aaron. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Carmel Karen, you gotta love it. That like, I just I, I picture most of them like uh, we're gonna do a dated reference. The movie Pleasantville, Ooh, where yes, yes, yes. Like most of them, they're going to court because they're mad that there are literally <laughs> people be. becoming people of color in their black and white town. <laughs> <laughs> The phrasing you used for that was so perfect. It is but a like great. Horrible. I mean, that's actually. <laughs> yeah, that's just. It's a great. Yeah, this movie. is supposed to be fictional, Dad. <laughs> it has a, it has a cast that it does not deserve. Like it's got William H Macy and Tobey Maguire, Reese Witherspoon. It's a great cast, and it's this fifties black and white Leave It to Beaver town that people are starting to become in color, and so the black and white. Old people start like trying to legislate against them and Is shit. Dan just, are you just now going to go through the plot? <laughs> well, this well, just, this just became the showdown. Ending with the relevant part. Fitch, Fitch, who, did, who did you have before uh, Drug Dad beautifully stepped all over you? What, when I said everybody's named Karen? Oh, my bad. Or I thought that was Rob. I don't see colors. Robin, no, I, <laughs> I don't hear it. That was perfect. I was just recognizing it. So I also imagine that there's. Uh, you know, because they're all freaking out, right? Like Karen, uh, Pleasantville, they all don't know what to do and they're coming up with these elaborate ideas of what's going to happen and then you just you just hear like a, uh, you know, like a, a nails on a chalkboard or you just hear a tapping, like a, a tapping of a pen and it's this, it's the old guy who grew up poor but hit the lottery 
and that's why he's, <laughs> he's not one of them. So he yeah, understands what Indianapolis is thinking. And Karen, they don't want your Fabergé eggs. And so no, he's the see, guy that guides them through this crisis. Where it gets better is Rob and I walk in halfway through the meeting. Everyone goes quiet and turns and looks Record at us. Stretch. <laughs> As we stand there staring back at them. <laughs> did, they, did they do the thriller uh, dance with the church <laughs> No, we're holding hands because we're a gay married black couple. It's <laughs> <laughs> nightmare, Karen. And they thought they ran us out of town. <laughs> Don't give them any of our pizza. Little oh. did they know. <laughs> they can't. They can't frequent our bakeries either. Oh damn it! It was a bakery, wasn't it? It wasn't pizza. No, it was pizza too. I think. No, there was know? a pizza place too. I think Indiana's denied gay people a lot of things. Yeah. Um, no, no food. All right, so that Famous segment went way worse than I initially thought it was going to. I thought everybody was going to come in to Say this real quick. I did not finish watching this Seinfeld special for us not to talk about blue comedy versus clean comedy. Right? Next week, I promise it's a Unless there's another riot. Because <laughs> we are riot watch now, and we're going to have to add a third black person. Maybe we should get somebody Hispanic and Asian in as well to get their point of view. Uh, no, I promise. Next week's episode is going to be first half all about Seinfeld's Netflix special, and then the second half, clean versus. Because I can't keep Finch. this hate in that much longer. Finch, what is it? Clean versus Blue. what? Blue. Blue. See, even Vic fucking knows what it means, Finch. <laughs> <laughs> why don't they say clean versus dirty? Like, why do they have to say Blue, Blue versus... Like, I, I, and I know the reason, and we'll talk about it next week. Because I'm so poor. When I go on stage, I haven't showered. I'm dirty comedy. Anyways... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're gonna, I was making your guys' jokes for you. Uh, we're going to go with the uh, famous Mount Rushmore, which, of course, is our top five. Um, this was come up uh, with by Dan. We had to deny it last week because the content. I mean, of the I'm show. open to other Mount Rushmores based on the fact that we still aren't talking about clean versus dirty comedy. Well, no one else has one currently, so we're going with yours. We're going with yours. Uh, <laughs> even though we did, we did the exact same show as we did last week, and I said that's why we probably shouldn't do it. Now we've, we've become like we've become hardened by all this, and so now we're ready to take it on. Uh, and so we're going to do our top five, our Mount Rushmore of Obviously. fictional military characters. Should, should it be six now? Because there's six of us. Oh yeah, you're right. You know what? We we can we can add another face. So Since we're already not doing the correct number of faces on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Very special edition. Top six Mount Rushmore. Usually it's the top five, <laughs> but top six Mount Rushmore. I will start off. I am uh, nominated. Right? My selection is going to be uh, Guile. From Street Fighter. <laughs> oh shit! John Claude Van Damme. Yes, the John Claude Van Damme guile, not the actual <laughs> video game version. It's John Claude Van Damme's face up there, and uh, yeah. And then uh, every time you uh, go to that exhibit, you can put a dollar and press a button, and the song "Some Things Are Worth Fighting For" will play. Vicky thought you were going to escape that reference, didn't you? We did that on the showdown, and I spent so much time just singing that song. All right, uh, Mark, do you have a nomination? Give me a minute. No? Okay, so Dan, it's your, it's your topic. Uh, you can go next. Who do you have? Uh, I feel like we have to go with Tyrese's character in the Air Force from the Transformers franchise. <laughs> 
he was one of the people that found out that rounds that you add heat to will help take down the Decepticons. He was essential. And we just, we got to really respect Tyrese, who almost That's... thought he was important enough to destroy the Fast and the Furious franchise. No, they like the rock better than you. They, uh, Finch, what's the what's the chemical breakdown of a Decepticon? <laughs> oh, Decepticons are made partly of aluminum, some um, of the unmantanium, and they also melted in with the uh, adamantium. Don't forget vibranium. I know the last one was from Black Panther, which I'm proud of you. That's very fitting on this show. Um, but the first one, the ultimatium, is that a real thing? Ultimatium? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's unobtainium. No, up, ultimatium. Oh. Un- unobtainium is from a different comic book series. Transformers has uh, ultimatium. Oh, Vic, you might have made your match. Uh, <laughs> Rob, do you have your fictional military character? Yes, I do. Um, and I didn't know you guys were going that route. So, right. um, like yeah. me with Foursquare last week. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick, Vic. Last week we did recess games, right? And right. so Mark started and he talked about, he did Foursquare. And so we had a good conversation about Foursquare and everything else. And then Rob set the tone by next saying, uh, my finger. <laughs> And smelling. No, finger. smell my finger. Smell my finger. Smell my finger. We had. Uh, we didn't a, know what was blocks on the concrete before. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. And then we've had Dan, who uh, really dug deep into some uh, some shit from his childhood uh, about either he either was a he either assaulted a special needs kid or uh, who was in a, a you know through. A tear gas grenade at him. He was in a wheelchair, uh, or he was the the kid who was bullied. Either way, Dan. Look, is being ADHD really special needs? I don't think that me beating him up was like beating up a disabled pretty sure that's, kid. I'm pretty sure that's standard these so days. So to join Mark's to join Mark's four square court uh, carved in there, Rob's finger with stink lines. We just put Dan's intense face uh, into the rock, and then uh, I believe Finch went just. Fighting, just yeah, generic just fighting, punching just people in the face, purge style, uh, Indianapolis style fighting, and we put his fist up there. And I went uh, school shooter, uh, white kid shoots up the school. So Jesus, of course he did. Vic, or sorry, that's why Rob. Mark wants to go last. Yes, let's go with Rob's, and then we have, wait, Finch. You still haven't gone right, so we're gonna go Rob, Finch, Vic, and uh, Mark. Close it out. Rob, go ahead. So my. Mine is Sergeant Waters from a soldier's play or the movie A Soldier Story played by Adolf Caesar. <laughs> and it's really just Adolf Caesar. It's, and it's just it's just so damn good. He you was just what, Rob, so damn good. You know what, Rob? You already come across as way smarter than all of us throughout the show. Like this is, feels like you're just this is running up the score <laughs> at this point. You went with a you went with a play with a Sajas and a uh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe you I'm so if you have never watched the movie, watch it. It is Denzel Washington in one of his very first movies. It's but Adolf Caesar just still it's a black man who hates being black and he hates black people. And Uncle Ruckus. Like, yeah, he's Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> I was gonna say he stole that from Brad will understand Uncle Ruckus. He will not understand. I do, Adolf but I Caesar. cannot do an impression of him. No sir. Bitch. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with my man John Winger. Why do I know Hi. that name? What's that from? Bill Murray Stripes. Okay, I did not know that was that. Oh, I'm in training, sir. Uh, 
Is 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 Stripes hold up? Has anybody watched it recently? I have not. Because comedy it would be viewed as problematic, but it's it's pretty good. I saw it when I was a lot younger, so I don't even remember Stripes. It's it's got a handful of cultural references that don't make any sense. East and West Germany, which you know, the movie came out what eighty. Yeah, 81, I think, 82. And John Candy's so, in it, right? Yeah. And they could have fairly ended it when they and graduated basic, but they did a bunch of stuff after that that wasn't – it wasn't bad, but it wasn't as funny. Well, Vic, yeah, you know with my, the RV and all that. Yeah, Vic, you know my stance on John Candy. Do you remember that? Mm. I think he's one of the most overrated comedic actors of all time. The be- My wow. favorite John Candy movie and performance is Cool Runnings. Uncle Buck. <laughs> wow. That is – I'm, that's not oh. to be funny. I love that movie, and John Candy is brilliant in Cool Runnings, uh, as is Dougie Doug. Um, <laughs> because he isn't trying to be funny. Dougie Doug? No. John Candy. Oh, I was just saying, uh, John Candy Doug, played it mostly Dougie straight there, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Vic, why don't you feel the rhythm? Feel the ride. What's up? <laughs> it's Vic time. Uh, Lieutenant Preston Packard. Cool Runnings! I'm oh, sorry, Vic, go ahead. <laughs> Lieutenant Preston Packard, uh, Samuel L. Jackson from uh, Skull Kong Island. Or Kong Skull okay. Island. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. I, I, were we all supposed to pick black dudes? Because I didn't, and I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you had have caught the note, you would have been okay with that. But, Dan, who did you, you made pick? made him go first. Bill Just Murray? bring it up if Bob problematic. Dan, who did you pick? I picked Tyrese. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, Fitz, you and I are the only no. ones. But, but Van Damme is something. <laughs> Something. I believe. I believe they just showed us what side they're on, Rob. <laughs> I thought we my, know who's on our side now. I thought it was my privilege earlier that just came leaking out when I was bragging about how I could actually taunt the police three times. Before they just I thought I made that me point on my clear. way. I, I thought I made that point clear as well. No, I failed to mention they gave me a police escort actually out of the area. Uh, pretty nice. And then we, you know, they gave me a sandwich. Uh, Mark, uh, pick a white guy. Pick a white guy. Pick a white guy. No. So. <laughs> Uh, Lou Gossett Jr. from Iron Eagle, Colonel yes. Chappie. Oh, shit. Iron Eagle is one of my favorite oh, movies yeah, of all the, time. The robot uh, that gets stolen. Chappie, Colonel Chappie. <laughs> one of my favorite movies of, of all time, but yes. Oh, fly high, buddy. I am Chappie. <laughs> and then they steal him and they make the robot mad. If you listen to this, something's gone wrong. <laughs> and, and if you listen to this and you didn't think it was funny, remember, comedy subjective you want to thank Vic Miller I want to thank Rob Harris uh, you don't know where he's at on social media uh, Fitch you don't know where he works but Fitch where can they find you on social media oh funny guy Finch uh, I'm funny and I'm a guy and my name's Finch so funny guy Finch so whenever uh, Dan uh, you know sobers up and is able to actually remember his password for his social media he'll get back to you on there but Dan where can they uh, send you a uh, I think you know what? I think we should encourage people to send Dan drunken messages. <laughs> oh, and I God, think yeah. Dan has to send them back another drunk message and we'll read them on the air. So, Dan, Does we're going to do that. Hold sober on. If Dan ever? sends back a message, isn't that by definition a drunken message? Yes. Always. Yeah, but that, I, I was saying they have to send him a drunk message first. You're right, Vic. Yeah, you if, if you're said, sober, Dan don't responds. send me shit because that's not fun. <laughs> Yeah, if you send Dan, send Dan a really when you're really drunk, send Dan a message and he will respond. AKA he will be instead of texting your ex, just yes, tweet text Dan. Dan. Text yeah. all the things you want to text yeah. your ex. Send nice. them to Dan, and that's at Dan West Comedy, right? 
Yeah, all, all social media is Dan West Comedy. And so his it's, website it's is danwestcomedy.com. I feel like I should help Dan out, you know? Yeah. By this point in the show, he, he could use... <laughs> I love that he completely skipped over my social media altogether. He's like, thanks, Vic. Bye, Vic. Everybody else? <laughs> danwestcomedy.com. And you can yes. check out his new album. You can purchase it off of iTunes or Spotify or probably get it at danwestcomedy.com, I imagine. Uh, yes, sir. Vic, after Mark tells us about his social media, go ahead, Mark. <laughs> uh, just at Ilch. That, that's it and he doesn't do instagram because he doesn't like pictures correct um vic i would like to nope. let you know that my social media is at brad scott comedy <laughs> and i also uh operate at diy jokers at sub comedy pod follow the show uh vic did you know that you can follow the show at sub comedy pod on twitter and instagram or just search up uh subjective comedy on facebook vic oh! <laughs> He checkmated us. Come back, Vic. <laughs> At Miller King 51. Come back. Black and angry. There, That's okay. better. Vic, go ahead. I am not Corey Miller in this motherfucker. <laughs> he actually understands how to use that technology. Corey on the show. Try. That's my way to bring make you. You remember, I set all that shit up day to day in our fucking podcast. I know how this shit works. And you but plug your social media, Vic. Quit bragging. Plug it. Ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he's using technology against you. It's your one weakness. You can't. Rob can do that because he's in Indiana. You're in Delaware. We don't know if you've just been taken. If the movement got you, we need to know where you're at. Vic, come back to us. Here's, tell us about the breakdown. Oh, Rob's gone now. <laughs> Black people are disappearing. Oh, not really do it. Oh, thank you. Thank God. Okay, Vic, get your shit out there. We put down a uh, an episode every Wednesday on the Breakdown Podcast. Join us, me and Corey Miller, uh, NK Algonzo, and uh, Miller King Five One on all social media. You damn near lost your privilege to say your social media when you gave out his social media. I said we could bring him on the show, make a well, spirit. Well, you going. can damn well take that up with him. <laughs> you know what? I'm repping my team you know, here, pal. You, know, Vic, you this, invited me. No, Vic. This week, I agree with you. <laughs> Thank you. I figured you would. Does anybody know that if you don't think this podcast is funny, what's what is it? Comedy is subjective. Yeah.